So let's go ahead and uh, let's get a little build up here for the number one story of the year. Sadly enough, it's, uh, it's something we see all too often in, in EMS news. It's uh, medics behaving badly. Comes from uh, the files of medics yeah. behaving badly. We got, a, we got a few of them yeah. stories this year. Yeah, we got a bunch of them, uh, sadly enough. But uh, the, the big one was the story of the Detroit EMT refusing to assist an infant in cardiac arrest. You know, we're, here's a, a phrase that will live in infamy. Uh, I'm not about to be on no scene 10 minutes doing CPR. You know how these families get, uh, was her excuse when uh, she refused to respond to the scene. Uh, parked, uh, posted just uh, just less than a mile away, uh, and uh, other responders telling her and her supervisor telling her to respond that the scene was, was deemed safe and, and they needed... Uh, the, the family needed assistance there um, and uh, wound up getting her disciplined and uh, the city and the fire department uh, sued over the whole deal and rightfully so. Uh, uh, personally, I, I think the discipline uh, needs to extend right on up to being drummed out of the profession. Um, but the, the bigger issue is, is, is that sort of attitude does not happen in a vacuum. Uh, you have to ask uh, as a as a leader uh, for Detroit EMS or for whoever, um, how does that sort of attitude get fostered and and uh, ignored to the point where it results in in a, a a provider refusing to do CPR on an infant uh, or refusing to even respond to a scene? Um, so she didn't wake up that morning and say, you know, I'm going to be a crappy EMT today. Um, that had been going on for a while, had to have been. But, you know, Chris, we, we see too many of those. My opinion on it has always been that, that uh, sometimes we, we get providers in this profession who uh, should not be here, uh, and it happens all too often. I think we set the bar too low to, uh, for entry into EMS, uh, and as a result, we, we get some of these people whose motivation and skills and people skills and, and and their heart is not what we'd want it to be in an EMS provider. Um, and I hate to, to call out news stories like that as our number one EMS story of the year, but, but I think we have a professional obligation to call out bad behavior and condemn it sure. uh, among our ranks rather than let other people do it for us. Because uh, they're doing it. Because they're doing it yeah, too. Yeah, that's right. We we have to to actively engage in stewardship of our profession, uh, and and self policing is one of those one of the tenets of that. So, uh, you know, uh, Anne Marie Thomas messed it up really bad. We we've, we've got the uh, um, New York uh, an EMT placed a fake nine one one call to avoid responding to a call for a sick child. Didn't want to take the call. So he hops out of his ambulance, gets on a public phone, or hopped out of his ambulance and, and placed a phony call for a man in cardiac arrest right around the corner. So they divert him to that call, uh, and he wouldn't have to uh, take care of the sick child. Um, you know, uh, if that kind of thing happens in your agency, uh, and you have coworkers who, who pull those kind of stunts, I feel for you, but but you, you need to speak up because that kind of stuff cannot continue to go on in, in EMS agencies. Yeah, and I think that one of the things that we've got to look at as well is the fact that 
um, we have to be able to ensure. There's a lot of times we get calls, Kelly, and, and you know as well as I do, and, and over our combined almost 60 years of experience together, that uh, there are calls we go on that they don't really need us there. And, but, oh, this, yeah. but this is the system that we, uh, we developed. We wanted everybody to call 911. We wanted to take everybody to the hospital because that was the way that we were making our money. As misguided as that was, we've created this system that now people abuse. And we've got to remember that when somebody dials 911, it, it could be the, the BS of BS calls. It could be the, the tragedy of, a, of an infant in cardiac arrest, uh, you know, whatever it is. You know, how many times have we gotten on scene for a dispatch BS call that's turned into uh, active cardiac arrest? Or, exactly. And we're not even bringing our equipment in because we thought it was going to be that BS call. But one of the things that I think that we need to know about our career field is people will dial 911, and when they do that, our obligation is to go to their homes and, and deliver the highest quality of patient care. You yeah. know, we know, I, and I say this all the time, I know after 30 years what a medical emergency is. I know what a trauma is. I know but what... Patients, patients don't. But they do not. And remember, we created this environment. You know, we call our doctor's office, and what's the first thing you hear? If this is a true emergency, hang up and dial 911. But again, after 30 years, I could tell you what a true emergency is, but that 15-year-old who just found out she was pregnant... That's an emergency to her. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that we've set this system up for these types of uh, indifference. And, and we, we bitch about it all the time that uh, this wasn't, why'd you call 911? What made you call 911 today? Uh, and this has been going on for two weeks at 3 o'clock in the morning. And we've got to stop that attitude and just if people are calling us, they're calling us. We've got to educate. We've got to be able to uh, ensure that we navigate people to the right places and it may not be the emergency room. But never, never is it okay to say, I am not going to, I am going to refuse to go on this call. Now, yeah. I'm all with you 100% if it comes down to scene safety, if it mm -hmm. comes down to you going home, if you don't feel comfortable with going in this scene. But, you know, when you know that the scene is safe and just because you've got to do CPR on a kid for 10 minutes, get, get your butt out of the car, go upstairs and do CPR for 10 minutes, regardless of how those families get. Yeah. Uh, refusing to take a call or, or making a fake 911 call so you can get out of doing your duty is, is something that should be um, disciplined, disciplined hard, and that should be your last day in this career field. But, uh, yeah. you know, I'm with you 100%. We have a duty to act, and we've got to be mm -hmm. able to, regardless of that situation, until we can re-educate our population, we got to do what we got to do. You know, and, and I have run them, you have run them, anyone who's been in EMS more than five minutes has run those calls. You'd really rather not go on. They, the patient didn't need an ambulance, didn't need 911, didn't need an emergency department. You go on them anyway. You run those calls anyway, and you never, ever ever let the patient see any hint that you don't think this is worthy of your time. You know, regardless of how annoying it can be and, and how bad the system's abuser, there is still honor in that social compact that when someone dials 911, help shows up. Not just some of the time, but all the time. Every time someone picks up the phone and dials 911 and asks for an ambulance, Someone ought to show up. You know, I, I've always taken pride in, in the fact that, that uh, I, I show up, even when I don't want to, uh, and I do my best. Even when it's not needed, <laughs> I, I try to do my best and show up for those calls. Uh, and, and that's, you know, how I get my career satisfaction uh, to a certain extent is, is knowing the, 
the simplicity and the implicit honor in, in that uh, compact. Uh, you call, I come.